Hey guys, how are you going? Kidinia Clouder, episode 41. Welcome back. It's been a little bit of time off for us as we dealt with the loss Geelong got handed to by Richmond in the, the last final that we played. But we're back um, just at the start of trade week now. There's a lot of footy news happening at the moment, so we thought we'd better just put out a mini episode. Ronan's unfortunately away, probably due from due for <laughs> due for some surgery from his broken arm or something. <laughs> but um, so it's just me and Ol today. How are you going, Ol? Not too bad, thanks, Jake. Yeah, it's it's that time of the year. It's silly season. We're talking trades. Mm. Um, there's a lot of news around, as I said. But as I said previously we haven't really spoken about the game against Richmond. So let's do a little recap of that. Obviously, we lost going down by 14 or 22 points, I think. It was a month ago now, so <laughs> it was a long time. Uh, but, uh, I mean, the main the main thing to think about or the main thing to take out of the game is that 21-point lead at halftime. Yeah, that's a, a, real, a real killer. And considering the result of the grand final, yeah. we were 95% winning... Of premiership this year and we were, we were so close we were so close to winning yeah. the flag this year yeah and it's uh but you know you, you end up with with nothing it's a brutal uh reality it's the i guess the yeah the brutality if you don't make it to that final day you don't get the shot yeah but um and and speaking of shots we we missed a few of them in that first half too oh. which could have made the margin pretty much you know, yeah, unreachable. That that, that, uh, that Blitzarves, Blitzarves set shot was a pretty embarrassing. Guthrie had a shot as well, as sort of running inside fifty that just missed. And I think Tui had a pretty easy shot, not easy, but you know, kickable by his standards from mm-hmm. outside fifty. But mm-hmm. you know, at halftime we're thinking, oh, like yeah, this is it. Dangerfield was potentially on. Danger was here. dominating. He had eighteen touches and a goal to halftime. Grind Myers was playing the game of his life. Yeah. He was dodging and weaving traffic. He he's going to be dipping. He's going to be brilliant, and dodging and for, diving. But, but he's going to be brilliant for us for uh, for as long as he stays at the club. Absolutely, yeah. And and obviously we've had the Kaji Greaves medal since then. And Grind picked up the best first year player award, which was very well deserved, I thought. But Absolutely. Yeah, we were uh, we were all over Richmond at halftime, and we pretty much had the foot on the throat. But we sort of knew that they were going to come back, and and they did, and they. They did it just, rather quickly, to be honest. In the first the first five minutes, they kicked three goals in the third quarter, and you know they just they just upped their pressure. Like if you go back and look at the first thirty seconds, Trent Cochin absolutely smashes Reece Stanley in mm. a tackle. They get the ball forward and kick the first goal, first mm. two goals, pretty much in the first minute. So and it's Lynch that's involved. Yeah, as well. You got him. They got him involved in the game, um, and he was the difference. I would have thought um, on you know in terms of. Uh, scoreboard ascendancy yeah sure. well, five goals and i think 11 marks is that mm. correct or something mm. like that it's yes. yeah and he was definitely in the teens for oh for marks he he played over he, over he uh, played figures. he played incredibly well but you know you also i mentioned dangerfield was dominating the first half but for whatever reason he was put up forward in the third quarter blitzarves controversially was played on the wing out to and the wing when uh lynch has taken 11 marks and kicking five goals and you played Blitzarves yeah. in the wing that's all right yeah it's uh um, you know, it's, it's question. It's you know, it's issues like these which are the, probably the most frustrating. Like a loss is a loss, but a loss that is entirely not entirely preventable because you still don't know if putting those players in in their positions prevents a loss. But surely leaving the, the, you know, poor Harry Taylor on Lynch, who was just running him a mark. 
yeah, there's a there's there's an element of um of 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 those things having an impact, or you you would you would suspect that those things would would have an impact on the result. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, I mean, it's done now. Yeah. It's done. What else can you say? Um, <laughs> well. Yeah, to their credit, they they gave it a hell of a crack in the first half, and and yeah. Richmond probably have been the best team for the last three years, and we knew they were going to come back in the second half. So, if only, if only. Yeah. Um, however, that was a month ago now. A lot of things have happened since then. Gary Ablett has retired and since resigned. Mm. <laughs> Harry mm. Ablett, Harry Ablett, Harry, Harry Taylor <laughs> has <laughs> retired and then resigned again. So everyone yeah. wrote both of them off, but they're going around once more. And fair to say, all next year is definitely our last shot maybe for a couple of years yes yes i i, I would say so um this it's, is definitely ablett's last oh yeah yeah uh, last year he even said so himself yeah um i would yeah i wouldn't think harry taylor would have uh any longer than than this year potentially for both of them probably about 15 games left of their career yeah. and but I, w- I would even say um it'd be sensible to pick and choose the games that, we, that yeah. we use um, particularly Ablett for. Yeah. You want him in good form in finals. He was kind of limping limping to the yeah, line. Yeah, it did, it did look like that. And you'd think if he maybe plays three less games during home and away, maybe that gives him three better games in finals. And like surely there were games where at the start of the year, Geelong were thinking, gee, Ablett's flying. We're going we're gonna to keep playing him in this interstate trip. No, no. Mm. You got to park kind of, him on the yeah. bench. Yeah, every extra game of rest he gets during home and away, you know, potentially could have been a, a better game in finals, like I said. So, yeah, it's all it's all done and dusted now. Oh, but how did you see the season as a whole? Oh, well above <laughs> expectations. Considering honest. that not many had us in the top four, let alone the top eight, uh, it was a pretty positive season. You know, looking back on in hindsight now, and yes, it was. So close, but so far. But considering where people were rating us before the start of the season, including ourselves, very positive and very yeah, good year. It's a it's a it's a long term journey. You've got to have that macroscopic, big mm. picture perspective. Mm. Um, you know, you're not going to win the flag every year. Every fan, every football fan would want their club to win the flag every year if they had their way. Yeah. But you know that's just that's just not the case, um, and. It's only going to happen when we eventually get everything right and get a little bit of luck. Yeah. Or kick better in a final against Richmond. Yeah. Or, just, <laughs> just, 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 uh, or, you know, when, when the team is clearly good enough, you know, clearly the best team in the competition, um, that it doesn't really matter about the other things because they're just that much better yeah. than anyone else. Like, like Richmond being that Ferrari, the modern day Ferrari at the yep. moment. Um, Obviously, they weren't in, in the past, but they are now. So they basically, you know, it, it drives itself. They know the what team, they are. The team yep. drives itself. Absolutely. They're super confident. Um, they got all bases covered, you know. There's, there's really no questions about their their list, their players, their coaching yeah, it's, structure. It, it's, it's the same. It's, it was the same scenario for uh, Hawthorne in their, um, you know, Three gold, golden age. And the same for Geelong in... in their golden period, yeah, and even to a, to a lesser extent, uh, well, obviously Collingwood, but also 
even the Saints. Yeah, that, um, they that had period. A, just a solid, you know, consistent amount of senior players with enough youth coming yeah. in and a solid coaching plan. Yeah, and and they played to their plan and it and they stuck to their plan and they played that Saints footy brand. It gives you about two or yeah. three years worth of a crack. And they had a go and they nearly got it. Yeah, twice, three so, times. <laughs> yeah, but um, look, it's what else can you do other than look at it? Uh, with perspective yeah and, um, and and obviously in the moment right now this year it's a fa- it's a failure that mm. we haven't won but you look back on it you know in 10 years and you think gee that was a good year considering you know with the amount of kids that played in that team and we'll talk about the positives and negatives yeah um, look, so at the number, look at the number of de- debutants for uh, for that round one team debutants and i believe we had the second most uh rising star nominees as well for a team that finished top on the ladder, that that's certainly the biggest positive for me. Was you know, you know we f- we flopped this year, but you look at the next ten years, and you get Grind Myers, you get Sav Henry. I mean Tom Atkins is going to be there. He's still young. Constable Clark, like all of these kids that are going to be in our team for the next eight to ten years. Yeah, and then and then you think about the ones that are yet to come in, like yeah. uh, Tarker and... Uh, Kruger. <laughs> Kennelly and Kruger. Schlenzog. Yeah. There's there's lots to work with, and um, we'll go into the, the trade and the draft stuff later, but there's certainly positives. Obviously, the negatives were we lost that final and, and probably just the second, the Richmond final, and, and the second half of the year, we went win-loss, win-loss the yeah. whole time after the bye, and I think that's probably the... To be honest, it's probably the the biggest focus that we should put our hearts and minds into next year is winning after is the winning buy. after the buy because it just it honestly is such a big mental it just it just kills your momentum. Yeah. I don't I don't necessarily understand what they it's, do that 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 makes them um, just totally lose it. They need to and get then like get it a, back for the very week after. They need to get like a, a private investigator or something to just monitor <laughs> them in that week off. Because every what nine years put them now in quarantine put them in quarantine yeah. for, for for that week off. But and now it's officially a thing now. I think it's yeah. I think it was nine years yeah. that we've lost after the buy. It's it's shocking. Uh, I believe it's every year um Yeah, yeah, it's essentially every year uh, since our Flag, yeah, pretty much. Um, has been losing, losing after the after the bye, but then the very next game after, after the, we're the best team, yeah, where we win every so time. It, it's just a, it's, it's like just they a, take an extra week to. It's wake just up. a it, well, it is, and it's just a mental thing. But then, it, like I saw on Twitter that someone had gone back and done the maths on it, and like they looked at the teams that we played against after the bye, and they were all you know like underdog sort of teams. Mm. And then like a couple of Hawthorns and Sydneys, and then the weeks after were like teams sort of around our level, and there was mm. percentages and like more specific maths. But, but yeah, maybe we—it's just a luck, you know, the hand that we're dealt. Like we're just getting these underdog teams. Like you know, we're we're fine, we're fine. Yeah. We we got Port this year. Like who can pick Port mm. in this season? Mm. Mm. Um, but that you know, the, this is the this is that mental aspect. You've got to. You've got to think that every team's out to get you. Yeah, that well, that's it, you isn't know? it? You can't get cocky. Yeah, you can't um, get cocky. So um, when when you know when we when you are a good team or 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 a team that's thereabouts in a speci- in a in a given year, um, yeah, you have 
you have to be expecting that you are hunted and people this but you you have to put into spec into perspective um post 2007 this Ge- like the Geelong Football Club is a successful football club absolutely so um uh, with that in mind, if you think about other clubs that have barely had a, a speck of success in um, in recent years, they're going to think even even now because we're yeah. still around the yeah, mark. We're correct. still a pretty competitive outfit. Even now, they're going to think this is this is Geelong. Um, you know, they're not. It's not Carlton. Or, you know, we've got to. We've got to like raise our level. So the Bulldogs, for instance, mm. constant like perennial under, underdog. Yeah, literally. But they they embrace that tag and yeah, they bring that and um, and they play every, that way every week. They play that way, literally. That's yeah, their, that's they their are mindset. a dogged yeah. team. They, yeah. they play with like just that bulldog mentality, and it's you you know it when you see it. It's just like ravenous tackle. Yeah, it's weird to think like you're never gonna. You think of the Bulldogs and you think like they can they could never be a powerhouse club like a Collingwood or an Essendon. You could just never see that happening for them. But they, they might pinch, but they might yeah, you but know, they might pinch a few. Like they might 16. pinch a few, or yeah. they'll they'll uh, well yeah. If if they can get things going right, you know, fairy tales can happen mm. for them. And they've got a pretty strong culture there too. And like you know, some clubs obviously really pride their, themselves in their culture, but you mm. know, in in uh, in Melbourne, probably Richmond and Bulldogs are probably up there with the culture at the club. Oh yeah, in ter- in terms of the uh, how they how they play as a team. Yeah, really, yeah. really, really embracing their um their brand and yeah. their, their history and everything. Um, look, uh, I would I would also put Geelong. Whilst it's been successful since two thousand seven, we're still provincial. Yeah. So. You know, we're, there's still that little bit of an element of not being a big city yeah. team. So no. there is there is that like uh, VFL guys. <laughs> yeah. Or what's what's the what's what's the um what's the term in in the sense of a of feeling um like isolated. Yeah, fe- feeling 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 isolated and feeling like uh you know I guess everyone it's everyone. Up, against back us. against the wall, yeah, yeah, like everyone's against you. Yeah, um, we're the outcast down the highway yeah, in Geelong. Yeah, in, 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 in some sense, in some sense, we are, but that's just what we, you know, that's just by virtue of where we are. Yeah, we're not a big Melbourne club. We're never going to be as big as a Melbourne club. Yeah, um, but it doesn't mean that we can't be successful now and again. Yeah, we're and- not, I don't think we're going to necessarily, you know, smash membership records smash crowd records and win tens of premierships mm. or, or you know win win multiple dynasties of premierships yeah. in 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 multiple decades yeah but we'll, we'll get you know we'll get our one or two every few every 20 years <laughs> 10 years <laughs> like ideal i think that's that's as good as we can probably yeah well yeah it is and obviously being outside of melbourne which we are we don't get benefits that some clubs in Melbourne do get and like we can bring up the whole home finals thing again home state final home ground final mm. but yeah it certainly takes that um, success into puts it into perspective when you consider all those uh, um, outside of factors such as being outside of Melbourne so yeah, we, we, we we've 
very much overestimated in oh sorry overachieved well, uh, over, well yeah perhaps yeah um we've overestimated our ability perhaps in recent seasons yeah but um we've definitely over yeah overachieved um to a to a certain extent that they could you could make an argument yeah. for that for sure just good preparation good planning mm. So obviously the the all the games have been played this year. The season's run and done, and we're in our trade period. But to make way for some of those trades and the draft, obviously is coming up. There's always the awkward discussions that need to be had at the end of the season to inform a player that they're no longer required by the club. So so far this year, Geelong has delisted Jordan Cunico, Jermaine Jones, and Scott Selwood. Uh, Cunico played 14 games, I believe. Very injury prone, couldn't seem to get on the park very consistently. And I but think he did, played. He did have some talent. Played some. Played his most games last season and yeah. played very well last season yeah. in the game he played. Um, JJ was like a flash in the pan. He was here for yeah. two years and that that game against Sydney where he had eleven tackles and I think five score assists. Mm. And you know this was like it felt at the time like it was our biggest game of the season. You know TK kicked that goal like mm. in the last quarter and. It was it was huge, and mm. I, I hope both of them go on to find roles at other clubs because I genuinely believe that they can. They well, both have the talent yeah, to do so. I, I think I think they could uh, definitely make it onto other lists. Um, Scott Sowell, obviously, um, the brother of Joel, so it makes it more awkward if if anything, you know, delisting, you know, royalty of Geelong bloodlines <laughs> out of the club. <laughs> but um, he was uh, apparently it was the. Least awkward interview that was ever had in regards to a delisting. He took it properly and, and well, yeah, um, and was rewarded probably because of that, or probably not because of that, because of his um, commitment to the club over the four seasons he was here as a best clubman, best clubman yes. for this season, and and obviously last season George Holland Smith won that as well, and he departed the club too. So it goes to show you the caliber of those two players especially, but um, Scott has already gone on to be named the, a development coach at Collingwood, which mm. I was sort of jealous about because I honestly thought he would stay on at Geelong and, yeah. and get a role there like Troy has currently. Yeah, he, he might he might in, in coming seasons. Though. Yeah, but who knows? it was a very quick and, yeah, quick yeah. retirement happened, happened quickly. And yeah. <laughs> there's obviously still a few moves to be made and there's questions around... Lockie Henderson, uh, and a couple of questions have been answered already in Harry Taylor and Gary Ablett, but yeah, all that still um, has to play out. I think November the draft is, there's probably about three or four more delistings. Yeah, because I think it's about six or seven that have yeah. to be turned over. Yeah, so it's it's probably a few more to come. So yeah, we'll talk, we'll probably do an end of trade podcast as well which mm-hmm. hopefully well not hopefully but there will probably be some more news on that front and probably some more Geelong news as well because it looks like we're building up a bit of a war chest for this trade period mm. uh, which which brings us in nicely all to our next topic obviously the biggest news for the last two years at Geelong was Tim Kelly who mm. we got for free essentially yeah in the draft and gave us two fantastic years at the club and Last year informed that he would like to go back to West Coast and did the same again this year. And today the trade was made official. So Tim Kelly and pick 57 go to West Coast for picks 14, 24 and West Coast's first round draft pick for 2020. And I think there was some 
other picks swapped with Essendon, potentially 33, 37, 50 something around that sort of mark. Um, yeah, he gave us two fantastic years, gave us everything and played a really good final series. And yeah, he's officially a West Coast player as of today. Yeah, I mean, uh, he, he, he fulfilled his contract and he was a, a brilliant player for us in the time that he was here. Um, you know, we, we, we loved having him at the club. Um, he was a valuable member of, of the team every time he was named. Um, uh, part of part of me part of me is yeah happy that he he's ended up um, probably where where he perhaps wanted to be mm. in, in some sense uh, for the sake of his family mm. as um, you know family uh, is obviously very important and and obviously trumps football to a yep. certain degree um, but. Uh, yeah, there's also the there's also the subtle disappointment and, and that sort of thing of, of, of him not staying on. But when you look at it in terms of that um, comparison of what we gave up to get him mm. compared to now what we have, like we've upgraded. Yeah, in we some sense. certainly have. So I think we. We traded Stephen Motlop to Port Adelaide, and I think we ended up using that pick to draft Cali, or we used that pick to make another trade, and we used one of those eventual picks to get Cali. So we've the, turned the pick twenty four. Pick twenty four. So I believe we turned. Well, we have turned pick twenty four into, into two years of into, all Australian level football, of, yeah. and, and also pick two, fourteen, and also and also multiple first round picks. Yeah. And a second round pick. Yeah. Um, so that, if that's not buying low, selling it's, high. <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, it's a, yeah. Like if this is a, if this was a stock market. Yeah. You'd be happy with that return on investment. Absolutely. Um, but um, obviously it hurts now. Yeah. That you know we've we've just lost one of our best midfielders. Um. And, our best player over two years. Yeah, and essentially, yeah. and who know, and and who knows what sort of an impact that's going to have on the team. Who knows if he's even going to gel well with West Coast initially? Yeah. Like, it might take some time for them to to uh, get things together, as as uh, it took Geelong and Collingwood some time to to get the midfield sorted. And um, and that's the other thing too. Not only have, have we lost our best player over two years, but we've just given him to a premiership contender who now has arguably the best midfield on paper in the competition and and just rockets them right back up into premiership contention. And Mm. I can completely understand why Geelong was so keen to get TK to Frio. Not only is, you know, Frio, they'd be pushing uphill to to make a grand final or challenge for a premiership next year, Um, but they also had a better pick too. So Mm. we would have benefited from that. But yeah, it's you know it's one of those things. You you are robbing Peter to pay, to pay Paul, yep. and you're potentially robbing yourself of the premiership as well because you've just basically made Frankenstein's monster of a midfield. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so yeah, be- best of luck to Tim. He-, he gave us absolutely everything. So I- I'm I'm personally happy with him. I think a- the majority of the Geelong fans are happy with him. Yeah. All three parties were really respectful yeah. in the trade, and yeah. I mean obviously amicably um, done. Yeah, and I think everyone got what was worth for them. Yeah, and and, uh, and look out of out of this, we'll get. Um, We'll benefit from it. We'll get we'll get other things as well. We'll, we'll, we're sure to get something. Um, well, we currently, currently to, have to help the team. pick fourteen, pick seventeen in the draft, and we're just saying before off air that we will probably track that further to get a, a top ten pick. We may well do that for sure. Doesn't matter though because we've got the best weapon in the business, Stephen Wells, <laughs> who will you know he'll pull a nugget out of a pick 52 or yeah, Jordan yeah. Clark was pick 34 or something he, oh, Jordan Clark being um, pick uh, he was a first round pick yeah but um, I think it's Grime My- Grime yeah. Myers was a was a 50 yeah um, that's correct yeah, yeah Myers was like super late but even Clark was rated as like the best kick in the yeah, draft yeah he, he was, was and, like, he, and he, was he went he went 15, 15 or yeah 15 or 16 yeah. so it's all right We've yeah, got it covered. We'll, in three look, years, we'll, 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 want, we'll be like Tim who? We'll, <laughs> we'll figure out a way to to, um, to sort it out. And, and, you know, short-term pain, long-term gain. Long-term massive gain. Um, massive gains. <laughs> ideally, yeah. Uh, and there's the possibility of the um, acquisition of Jack Stephen. Yes, which which is our next point. And again, we we're talking just before off air about that. So you're obviously you're pretty keen on Stephen. Oh, to a yeah, to a to a certain degree. I mean, um, look, four time best and fairest at the club that he was at. Yep. Um, doesn't matter that it's the Saints and that they were bad during that period. <laughs> he still had Rewalt there for it's, a couple of years. So was still. <laughs> It's still AFL level. Yep. You still have to be better than uh, 40-odd blokes, as you said off, yeah. off air. Um, he's, not, he's not a bad player. No. The whole thing about him being unfit, uh, you know, being unfit or being um, physically overweight and yep. these sort of things can be sorted out in one preseason. Yeah. And, and obviously, that's probably as a result of his time off the game. And, mm. he, you know, he came back looking like a penguin, but he still kicked three goals against Frio and yeah. pretty much won the won, game. Won, won the game for them. So, he he's, he's, he seems like another impact player. Um, and you look at Geelong's recent success of bringing players back home. Mm. Dangerfield, Dalhouse, Gary Rowan, all have started the season with an absolute bang. Tom yep. Stewart even fits in that bracket. Yep. Um, I, I think that we're the best club in the comp at revitalizing a player and certainly getting the most out of a player. Like even Zach Tui, like he was a good defender at Carlton, but for the first two years at Geelong, I thought he was unlucky to miss the All-Australian squad and he was fantastic. And he's obviously dropped off a bit this year, but still been really serviceable. Mm. Um, so hopefully we can get that, you know, the second wind mm. of all the, the breath of fresh air through yeah, Jack Steele yeah, and, 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 at a new and, club. And look, I think that... There's all this uh, conjecture about, um, you know, the, the, the mental health side of things yep. as well. Yep. The freshen up for players can often have, obviously, a positive effect. Yeah, well, Look at Dalhouse. Dalhouse is like Dalhouse the poster boy for that. Yeah. He'd, he'd, he would fake an injury to not play at Bulldogs. Mm. And now he's tackling people every second he gets at Geelong. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm neither here nor there on, on Stephen. Obviously, it depends on how much we 
pay for him. Yeah. I think anywhere well, between I think the, that I think that's a fair yeah, counter argument. Yeah. Because obviously you wouldn't want to give up too much because it it's it is a question mark. Um but yeah, anywhere between that thirty-three to fifty sort of mark for for a pick, I think's perfect for for Stephen. Yeah, and g- given that he's you know he hasn't played, he's mm. only played three games this year. But look, even if he's even if he is twenty-nine, and yep. we only get a couple of years, maybe three years out of him. Yeah, you could be the Burgoyne of our team for the well, next couple of seasons. That's exactly right. People laughed when Sean Sean Burgoyne came to Hawthorne when he was twenty-five or twenty-six, and he had two shot knees or something. And yeah. Ten years later, he's still playing. Yeah, we might only need Stephen for two years if all the pieces come together again. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I you know I encourage everyone to keep an open mind about all trades because again we've got a you know it's proven that we've got a very good team at this sort of stuff and you know we've we've gotten gold nuggets out of you know bits yeah, of coal out of, out of nowhere. Yeah, or is it diamonds out of a bit of coal? Yeah, I think it's diamonds out of coal, not gold nuggets. But <laughs> you get what I mean. Um, yeah, so found plenty of diamonds in, in, in the rough. Let's let's say <laughs> certainly. Um, yeah, so I'm keeping a pre- pretty open mind, and I'm backing our our guys' team to get the job done. They know what they're doing, and they know what they'll need. They'll know what pieces they need to uh, make a move next year as well. And I'm I'm not even really that concerned anyway. I just love the club as it is. Yeah, you know, we're just fans of the club, so we'll just support them and and follow them and, well, and it, hope that they do well anyway. Even just the the suggestion of Adler going on next year. It, it makes you think that they're not just going to, you know, tank or just go for draft picks, and they're going to have a crack again, yeah. aren't they? So, yeah. Um, our last little segment that we're doing, mm-hmm. a little bit of a shorter episode this week, a la Rose Broken Up. Um, if you could trade any player from any club to Geelong, <laughs> not only who would you get, but what do you think they'd be worth to get there, realistically? Like, what what would it take to get? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Picks and a player potentially. <laughs> what? What? Who would you pick? But keep in mind, who you pick comes at a cost. Jeez. Okay. Um, well, the look. Absolutely, ideally, um, Brody Grundy from Collingwood, <laughs> uh, as I He's probably to the top al- of the alluded tree. to. Yep. Um, off off of air. Yep. You know he's a he's obviously an elite ruckman, the best ruckman in the league this season, and and you know around the mark in previous seasons as well. But he's also that secondary uh, midfielder, Midfielder. and and he's kind of, I mean Stanley has certain aspects to his game that are very similar, Mm -hmm. but he's like the next level up from from Stanley in that regard. I I would think. Mm. Um, What would he cost? A lot. <laughs> um, oh, half a can of coke and a bag of chips. Or something, <laughs> hopefully, as yeah. people usually say. Hopefully, yeah. I hate seeing all those comments around. <laughs> like, all the AFL media's are like, "What's this player worth?" Oh, like a, a half smoked yeah. dairy and a bag yeah. of chips, or like <laughs> yeah. half a Snickers bar or something. Or... Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it's just typical. But um, a lot. Uh, First round pick, probably two first round picks even, yeah. um, and a midfielder. Yeah, I, um, I reckon if it was, I don't think it'd be all three, but no, like a combination. Yeah, it'd be it'd be either um, it'd be either a first round pick and a like really solid midfielder. Yeah, 
um, someone in the vein of maybe even like a Duncan or something. Yeah, gosh. Um, um, but uh, you'd have to give up a lot for a player like yeah. that. But this is the annoying thing as well, right? Um, if we look back at the, at that draft in in particular, yeah, and draft it's, yeah, it's yeah. all it's all water under the bridge now, and, yeah, and everything. We could have gotten Brody Gundy. What pick was he? Uh, we took uh, Jackson Thurlow the pick before. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, so there was a possibility of of, of getting him, but um, <laughs> but that's just the way that it is, and. Um, you know, no disrespect to uh, Thurlow really at all. Um, <clears throat> he had his troubles with injuries that really cut his career it's short. Fantastic with for his injury. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's plenty of talent with with him. It's just the the injuries got the better of him. Yeah. And that's just that's just footy. It can happen sometimes. Um, but looking back. You know, it would have been fat, fantastic to have have Grundy in the team. Just think of all the times we had, you know, Dawson Simpson in the ruck or something. We could have had Grundy there, or you know, Blitzar's playing ruck and Grundy could have been there. Yeah, or um, you know, I mean, these sorts of discussions of, about the ruckman at Geelong, um, it's been the Achilles' heel of the team to a certain degree for some time. Since Otten's left. Yeah. Um, you know, Mumford not not really hanging around or, or or having to leave to go to Sydney and then to GWS. Yeah. And not being able to hold on to him even though we did want him. Yeah. Um and uh the the decision to hold Blake as a as a result of that. Yeah. Um and you know, Blake definitely got a premiership that yep. he deserved in in two thousand nine. Did his bit, um, but um, I think over the long run, the you know someone like Mumford would have been very handy, considering he's still going handy. today. Sure, he's, he's yeah. just barely chugging along, but he's still going. Yeah. While we're talking about GWS, I think um, Jeremy Cameron would probably be the player I'd choose to to come to Geelong. Obviously, Hawkins has probably got Max. Two years left in him, I'd say, and Cameron's probably still got another solid, you know, five, six, seven years. Um, I think There's he's a possibility that he even could come anyway. Yeah, well, he's a he's a free agent next year, so and they've got to make a decision next year whether to keep Cameron or Whitfield. So I'd can I'd, they keep both? They'd have to get rid of the whole backline or something to do it, yeah. but. Now, Cameron... Um, but those two guys are, you know, like to use a, another term, those two guys are franchise players. Absolutely. Whitfield so. has gone to a different level. We, we probably would have polled very well in the Brownlow had he have played most of the games this season too. Yeah, but to get Cameron to Geelong, we obviously need those, just that key monster forward, which he isn't exactly, but he's certainly powerful and consistent. Yeah, you'd probably... You could be, build a team around yeah. that, a player like that though. Um, Same thing with Grundy, really. Mainly because he's a key position player, I'd reckon he'd only be worth one pick, probably in like a pick 14 this year, and a player. Um, some holes maybe in GWS's list is, you know, Delidio's going and mm. he plays sort of in the wing or, or you know, defence. You know, maybe, you know, Kuniko could have gone there. I know yeah, he's gone I mean, now. Yeah, but, but, it's a, but it's a, you know, it's a, 
it's a um, it's a sensible thing to probably um, entertain and not entertain a deal with uh, yeah. with GWS in the future because there's um, you know they've got a wealth of talent but they've got salary cap yeah to, they've got heaps of salary cap issues as well I would have loved if Geelong got Jacob Hopper as well but he just re-signed this year so mm. oh well we just uh, we make the best of what we have and just move on and get into the pre-season mm. In saying all that, we've done a pretty good job at making our own list too, and I'm very much looking forward to the draft. As I said, the Cats are making a bit of a war chest this season and building up picks, so keen to see what they get out of it. Obviously, you know, you go to the draft and there's just a, a bunch of fresh names and faces, and you don't really know a lot about them unless you follow the tack cup and all that sort of stuff. But you know, Grind Myers was just a you know a dreadlocked yeah. young fella yeah. two years ago, and now he's our one of our yeah. best young forwards. So yeah, and and and. You know, who would have thought that that would be the case um, by season's end? Yeah. So, you know, a lot can change in... in Not a lot of time. In the 24 rounds or, yeah. or whatever it is. Um, and we knew Jordan Clark would be yeah decent from the moment we saw him in, that, in those preseason games. Yeah, they, they, were, they were really good, weren't you they? Know, so um, he's going to be a star. Just needs to get keep the body... Um, in good shape, that's all. Um, in regards to his, in regards to his injury, but he's young, so he's got time to take care of that. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, as I said, this is this is the, we just do what we can um, with what we have, and we try and perhaps improve our standing in the draft if we trade for a higher selection multiple higher selections mm. and then we just come back to the club and just you know nurture the talent and just see where it takes us and make the best of it yep yeah so we'll be back Cats fans after the trade period and before the draft with plenty of news in between those two events have you got any possible um, whispers of of any draft I haven't really heard a lot one little one I've heard was Tom McCartan back to Geelong, but that would only probably eventuate if Danaher came to Sydney. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously if Danaher went, he'd be behind Buddy, Danaher, mm. Reed, mm. Blakey, and then McCartan probably. So he'd probably want a new home at another club considering he's the fifth in line for the key forward position. But mm. yeah, I'd, I'd love to have him back. But yeah, there's a lot of water to go under the bridge still and a, and a whole two weeks left of trade period to happen. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, prob- yeah. it's probably not worth too much speculation in terms of the, the, the trade period, much less the draft because this, you know, it's still multiple weeks away quite yet. Yeah, still a lot to happen this year um, and next year. We're pretty much already into next year now already with the draft coming up. So we'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. Well, we'll hear from you. You'll hear from us in a couple of weeks' time, Cloud of Fans, and, yeah, we'll get back to you then. And thanks for listening to us the whole year. No worries. See you next time. Go Cats.